This week's Knees at Mother Brown West Ham podcast is brought to you by FootballKitsDirect.com. They're a full team wear supplier with the hottest brands including Nike, Hummel, Mitre, ProStar, Kappa, Stanmo and Diamond Training. Everything from junior to senior kits, from shirts to tracksuits and everything in between. Full printing and embroidery available and free online club shop service for all levels of football, no matter how rubbish you are. Best to phone us to discuss bespoke requirements on 01202 722 558. That's 01202 722 558. That's some semi-professional clubs to grassroots teams, all catered for impeccable service and unbeatable prices. Football kits direct. They are unbeatable. Up to 25% on recommended retail price. 25%? Are you kidding me, James? Off. No, I don't care about football kits. <laughs> That's one thing about you. <laughs> right, let's go on with the show. <laughs> Oh, she can wait for what I can give She knows what I am, but she won't believe me Is it all okay? Will I come off the like this? I can't believe it It's always like this, 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 like this Sam, with nine minutes to go, you had a 2-0 lead. Can you sum up the frustration of the closing stages? Yeah, very frustrating. I mean, very lucky Tottenham, really. I don't think the goals were... Certainly the first goal was a huge slice of luck from, from their point of view. And that's obviously when we've got them nice and quiet and they're not causing us any problems, really. Um, it lifts the crowd, it lifts the players, because now they've got a chance, now they've got a sniff. So on the huge piece of good fortune on, on the basis that when you look how he's sort of missing the shot and he's managed to bounce over Adrian's head. So and I thought we were going to see the game out nicely, but we, we you know, well, you made a dreadful mistake really when we put an hand on somebody in the box at that last stage when you're away from home. Um, puts huge pressure on the referee. Player goes down brilliantly, makes the referee make a decision and gives a penalty. Whether it's a soft one, whether it's not a soft one, it's something we shouldn't have done. Um, and then unfortunately the huge slice of luck went Tottenham's way again because it's a brilliant save from Adrian and lucky for Tottenham today it falls straight to Harry Kane who, who puts it in so uh, it's a real disappointment for us but a magnificent performance today but I'm not Hello and welcome to the Knees Up Mother Brown West Ham podcast. What a time to be alive because in the studio with us, I mean a cavalcade of great guests. Firstly, National Television Award winner James Longman. Hello. I was going to say a menagerie of guests. I don't know if that works. Does that no. work? I mean, the guests we've got are better than a menagerie. <laughs> Because somewhere in West Ham Towers, there's a very ter- there's a few very terrified people over what <laughs> you're going to be listening to over the next hour. Because I get the impression there might be a few pipe bombs. <laughs> We're not holding back. And here to help us not hold back, firstly, the club DJ, Leon Hyde is here. Hello, how you doing? Famous on Twitter. Yeah, just a bit. Famous for the half-time entertainment. Yeah. No, not in a moment. I do, I do it before. Right, I who do does that before. half-time bit? Um, 
at the moment we're just doing a lot of PA stuff right. because we've got the video that goes on oh, at yeah, half time. Highlights. Um, cup games is completely different because the Premier League rule what we do. So before the game, it's all the videos and what the Premier League do. Um, and half time they take control and we do birthday shout outs oh, and, and things like that. Exclusive. Well, uh, well, come on, save <laughs> the gold because we need to introduce the next guest as well. Hello in the studio, Twitter's famous Dave Sullivan Jr., son of the chairman. You are quite the personality on Twitter. Not really. Jack's got more followers. <laughs> <laughs> Not after today. Not after nah. today. This I'm is the band. <laughs> No more on Twitter. <laughs> this is the moment your Twitter career really turns around. I forget the impression this is going to launch you into the sky. This is it. It's big time. <laughs> How exciting. I know. What, what a bunch of guests, James. Yeah. Cracker. Yeah. Uh, on this episode, we're going to talk about the Spurs game, which happened yesterday. Can you feel the, can you feel the atmosphere? Just oh, I momentarily forgot about it. I know. I'm going to keep positive. <laughs> um, and then we're going to be quizzing Dave. On uh, all things West Ham, but also DJ Leon, as you've heard, club DJ, the official club DJ. When he walked into the studio tonight, I heard uh, London's calling in the background. <laughs> that goes with all the advertisement. That's not, actually, <laughs> that's not actually us. It's the advertisement that uh, the company wants that as their song. We thought so, you might have some, a little bit of royalties or something like that. It's not is it? <laughs> is that I don't London know what it is, actually. They're the it's, it's one of them. <laughs> they, they have that for everything advertisement. It's London calling. That's all really? they want. So, yeah, every London team, they think we're playing it for them, but it's actually advertisement. Excellent. Well, stick around, because we have plenty more insight like that, and London's calling, the mystery revealed. Um, I guess we should probably get straight into the Spurs game yesterday. Uh, Dave, 2-2, 10 minutes to go. We thought we were taking all three points. What happened? I don't know. I don't know still. (laughs) (laughs) I still don't know. But the minute they scored the first goal, I think we all had a bit of a feeling that they were going to get another one. Mm. And it was going to happen in the last minute. It was going to be the worst way it could happen, and it did. We were saying yesterday, like, was, West Ham's the only team that are 2-0 up. I'm more anxious than 1-0 up. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I thought, oh, God, here we go. But at mm. the beginning of the season, we was holding leads. Yeah. So it's a bit disappointing. But as people have revealed on Twitter today, it was not actually allowed to be a goal. No, FIFA rolling. I one? said that at the time. It should, the penalty. It should have been last kick. The rebound should not have been allowed. FIFA rolling states that the whistle should have been blown when Kane went for the rebound. Oh, yeah, that's what I thought. At the time, again. I said it. At the time, I said it. <laughs> to be fair, if you're the ref, you're not going to disallow it because there'd, there'd been a riot <laughs> if you disallowed it and gone, nah, that's it. It's full but time. But there's a video on Knees Up My Brand today that shows when Colton Cole's running through one-on-one. Yes, I remember. Seconds before half-time, yep. and he blew the whistle, and he put it in the net, and he was already blown. So yep. it can uh, be done. It can be done. And also, someone told me today there's a match against, like some World Cup match where it happens, and the ref, bl- the last kick's taken, the penalty kick's taken, the ref blows a whistle before the rebound, and the rebound wins in. And like, he run, he legs it off a pitch because he's getting chased <laughs> by everyone. <laughs> I know it's got nothing to do with football, but it does happen on their FIFA game as well. It yeah. does happen. <laughs> so if it, happens, if, it happens, if it happens on their game, it happens in real life. Yeah. And, We've got to do something about it. Uh, uh, um, Leon, I mean, looking at the goals, the Spurs goals, was Adrian to blame for the first one? Um, yes and no. I think he come out flapping. Um, mm. He did get a good punch, to be fair, you know, 20 to 35 yards out. Mm. I don't think no one expected him to hit it in the ground and come back up again. Um, yeah. I think he took by surprise, to be fair. I think if you look at the replays, he tried to dive as a normal 
dive and then realised, hang on, it's going to bounce over me and he just went flapping in the end. But, you know, he's had an amazing season. So you yeah. can't take it down for one goal, but all right, it's against the Tottenham. But yeah. Uh, and Dave, <laughs> that second goal, like 95th minute, wherever it was, was it a penalty? Uh, I think it was. Even though a lot of people were saying that it shouldn't have been given, he did make contact with him. Yeah. And if, if you're Harry Kane, and that's not right, but you're going to go over. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think any... As horrible as it is to admit it, I think any striker gets a touch in that position, they're going to go down, aren't they? I would. And Song... It sounds bad, but I would. <laughs> yeah. If it's a London derby, <laughs> Song it's the last minute. To, Song's to blame there. He should, there's no need for him to touch him. There's no mm. need to touch him. In the to be fair, there well. was a tackle Coyote made, and he sort of made a pass, like five yards to Song. If it was me, I would have put it in row Z. You know, yeah. It took 30 seconds to get the ball back. Yeah. Mm. So, but... And just previously, Song had done another little one of his classic post-Christmas dribbles in front of our box where he gives it away. Mm. And he had done that again just like moments before where it's like, we're under pressure. There's no need to do it. Mm. Get it out. Yeah. Absolute gutter. Absolute gutter, actually. I mean, Alex Song recently, I think this is something we've talked about. Recently, Dave, it feels like he hasn't been in the form he was earlier in the season. Do you think that's fair? I think he's been good. But at the beginning of the season, he was world-class. Mm. He was single-handedly taking teams apart. I think it was against Hull or West Brom. Even a few weeks ago, he did one pass, went right through the middle of the pitch, mm. perfectly weighted. And it was as a hole, wasn't it, when Downing scored yeah, for Downing? It was yeah. the most perfect pass. Mm. To be fair, that was probably his best game since all the rubbish that come out of him quitting international football. Yeah. Yeah. He did look back to himself yesterday. He did look... You know, he he made the goal yesterday, all right, and I got the ball back, but he gave it to Nobes and, and then to Chris. Mm. So, look, they've yeah. mugged us off twice this season, Spurs. I know. They shouldn't have, you know, we should have won that first game of the season. I know. And we should have won yesterday. And what we've got to take from it is that we're getting closer. Yeah. We are getting closer. All it needed yesterday was Ravel to pick that ball up and just go again. And just take it. There was one bit that Coyote picked the ball up. I thought, here we go. We're going to have another Ravel in a moment. And he just turned back on himself. I was like, oh, gutted. <laughs> Dave, what's, your, what's the feeling? Does your dad feel like that we're getting closer to these teams? Because we're obviously Man U, Southampton, Spurs. Like, it's been an amazing... I know we haven't won many, but I still think we're punching up and above. Um, there's a stat. If, we, if every game st- finished at the 75th minute, we'll be third. <laughs> so, so, so it's like wow. if I don't know if it's fitness or what but we are there is something improving because this time last year we were fighting relegation because yep. this is midway through February where our little run began Yeah, you mm. exclude that run we would be like rock bottom this year we're actually playing a lot better mm. and we we've not, there's not a game we've actually properly lost in the league yeah. we've said other than maybe Chelsea away we've not really really lost the game Mm. Every game has been a little bit of a chance of us scoring. Yeah. yeah, so definitely we're getting closer. That's what I feel when there's all, all the negativity about stuff. Is that I feel like, although we haven't picked up many wins since Christmas, we haven't, you know, we've, we've given some good teams a good run, you know, mm. whether it's Arsenal or whether it's Man U. To be you know, fair, well, after mm. last week, I think we all expected us to get a tomping yesterday. Mm. And the fact that we went there and we went for it, you know, for any West Ham fan, that's all we want is to give 100%. And we looked so balanced yesterday and we just went for it from the first whistle. And, mm. and that's what you want from a fan, you know. That's what I pay for my ticket to go, just to give 100%. And mm. Every one of them give 100% yesterday. So you can't, all right, it feels like a loss, but mm. then you take a draw 
at the beginning. Yeah. So same yeah. with Man U. It felt like a loss, yeah. and we yeah. outplayed them for most of it. I know. And last. it felt, and you know, it's, I'm with Leon. You've got to take positives from it. Yeah. If, you, so if you told us last year we were going to be outplaying Tottenham, Man United, Southampton, and sound as good, but if we said they're third in the table or fourth in the table, I wouldn't have believed you. Yeah. Because the state we were in last year wasn't good, especially at this point in the season or just slightly before this. But now we are really competing mm. with the top, top teams. So yeah. it's just progress, yeah. slowly yeah. but surely. Um, you said like we haven't been really hammered this season, but of course the one, one performance that was lacking was one couple of weeks ago against West Brom. Did you go to the game? Uh, no, I was on a plane. Lucky man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then we got off the plane and we saw it was 2-0. We're thinking, oh, God... And then we didn't get any signal. Yeah. Go back, got to hotel. It's four nil, and then we watched the highlights. Yeah, I wish I hadn't. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, so what, what was your theory on the game? Because I mean, as you say, this season we've been really good, really strong. We haven't really been smashed, and then suddenly out of nowhere, we've got all these expectations about FA Cup, and we go get smashed like that against West Brom. The only thing I can think of is fatigue, because we mm. had Man United and then Southampton, yeah. like three, four days apart, mm. and then three or four days apart again. Mm. We had West Brom, and it's a lot of travelling because it was down Southampton, then back to London, mm. then to West Brom. Yeah. So travelling maybe a bit fatigue. I don't really yeah. know. I mean, it's just a bad, I think we we should put just put West Brom down to a bad day at the office. Yeah. Because it was, all, it was everyone, wasn't it? It wasn't just it's one. Also, or two Tony Pulis, and it's Pulis. He he's I'm got a, a thing fan. over Sam. He yeah. knows how to play Sam's teams. He does. He yeah. knows how to get Munster and play dirty. Yeah, mm. But he didn't. And he even said in his interview, he's that he's he's known for hitting it long and having a strong man. But he actually said what he done against us was he's go down the middle with his two boys up front. We've got pace, so yeah. he tore us apart that way. Yeah. Yeah. I actually just started getting really angry there. Thinking <laughs> about hold it back. <laughs> hold it back. Well, something we got very angry about <laughs> was something we got angry about was the um, the footage, obviously, after the game of your dad getting kind of accosted in the car park by those morons. I mean, I presume you've seen the footage, and I mean, how is he, firstly? Oh, he's fine. You haven't got worries, all right. <laughs> yeah, he's good. strong. He's he a can strong handle man. himself. But what was your thoughts when you, when you watched that? I mean, obviously, you were exposed to fans after, before and after every game. What's the reaction like? Um, to be honest, I, if you, it sounds weird, but you can see why they're annoyed, but it's not the right way to react. Because mm. the thing is, me and Jack would have been there if we hadn't been going away. Mm. It's the first away game we've actually missed. So... We're very lucky we weren't there, but it does happen. Yeah. And you can see some games there's a bit of tension. And mm. and a lot of the clubs now, we don't get security. So it's like Man City, we've got to walk for about 500 metres from the car park to the stadium. Mm. And whereas the Man City directors get dropped off by the stadium and walked in by security, right. we just get left. Yeah. So like last year, the last game of last season, if we'd lost to Tottenham the day before that, we could still could have been relegated. Yep. So if we'd, have, if we'd had to walk <laughs> from the car park yeah. to the thing, it's not good. And on Saturday, Dad has walked past the West the station. Yeah. So you've got a lot of anger West Ham fans going home and need to walk past the train station. I mean, mm. it's inviting trouble. Yeah. But he, it, there's nowhere else for him to go. He yeah. had to walk past it. Yeah. I mean, what's the reaction like generally after after a game? Is it quite positive or is it mixed? Well, after a game like that. Well, yeah, I guess, I guess is it, <laughs> not, is it not that good. different? <laughs> is it totally depend on the result then? Yeah. Really? No, because it's like, if, if we've won, yeah. happy days. Yeah. Whereas if we've lost, let dad go to his office, do some emails, <laughs> make him a cup of tea, <laughs> let air <Yeah>. him a bit. <laughs> I mean, we joke, and it's, that's funny, but it's, it must be horrible. Like that mm. West Brom footage is actually sickening. Like I watched it. Like with my hands over my eyes because it made me feel 
I mean, you can't, I can't get my head around it, that kind mm. of anger and that kind of, you know, I understand why people are angry, but to take it out in that way and to be so threatening, it's just completely out of order. And, like, your dad looked shaken in that video. It must be horrible for you to watch. It was horrible for me to watch. Mm. But as I was saying to Leon, even when we were at Birmingham, we got it bad because they didn't like us. Yeah. And so if you Google um, onto, onto yeah, Google, if you look on the images of us at Birmingham, they'd abuse, like, there's photos of me crying my eyes out <laughs> on about seven. Because when we got relegated, we lost, I think we beat Blackburn 4-1. It's the last game of the season and like, like Bolton won at Derby or someone like that. Reading won at Derby. So they've stayed up, we've gone down. And the Birmingham fans were abusing me and Jack. And we're like <laughs> seven and five or maybe like six and eight. And they're saying all sorts of horrible stuff. And it's just like, it's not right. But for some reason, football does have that effect on people. Yeah. So you've just got to deal with it. You can't, it's, it's going to happen to mm. varying degrees. And did your, does your dad step after that thing? I guess the immediate reaction must be one of a little bit of shock. But, you know, there must be an element of him that says, I don't need this in my life. Mm. If you've got people screaming at you, it's always going to happen. Mm. But do you think he questions his connection with West Ham at the time? Or is he just, nah. you know... No, because he's a fan. So, mm. I mean, he's upset as everyone else. Mm. And as I said, he was going to go see his mum. So it's not like he was like leaving early. Yeah. Like, his mum's ill, so yeah. he was going to go to hospital to see her. But it's like he was upset, and there's a certain feeling of sympathy. You can sympathise with the fans mm. that they're angry, but that's not the way to react. Yeah, yeah. Um, Leon. I mean, West Ham are quite lucky really to have such such good owners. I mean, I mean, do you think this criticism? Where do you stand on it? Well, obviously, I'm close to. To mm. Jack and Dave and the family, um, and it was me that actually said to Dave, he didn't even have a clue what was going on. I was mm. like, Dave, is your dad okay? Mm. Um, what people don't realise that he had heart trouble a few years ago, mm. and this is what people fans don't realise. People have illnesses, and you know everyone's mm. not well. But what Dave and the family have done to this club, fans don't realise, you know, and and to disrespect the owner of West Ham by mm. doing that. It just shows that it's, it's a game. But the reality is, if it wasn't for the family, there wouldn't be West Ham. So yeah. you've got to look at it. It's one game. Next year, we'll be back in the FA Cup yeah. and we carry on. But what would you rather be out of the FA Cup for one week, um, one year, sorry, or not have a club at all? And, yeah. and fans don't realise that. They just, oh, they're angry at the time. That's understandable. But... Sometimes you've got to think before you open your mouth. Yeah. Well, as we touched on a minute ago, like I think we've clearly progressed this season. We're doing much better than we were this time last year when we were really struggling. Um, how do you feel about the progress we've made this season, Dave? Are you quite happy with how we're playing? And what's your dad's kind of thoughts on it all? Um, I'm happy, but it's the same thing as everyone else. And it sounds weird, but even though we're sixth, we're constantly looking up. Mm. And it's... When we were fourth, everyone was a bit like, oh, we'll take fourth, we'll take fourth. <laughs> but if you actually think about it, we weren't that far off of bigger and better things. Mm. And if even now, if we'd beaten Southampton, not Southampton, sorry, if we'd beaten Tottenham yesterday and Man United, yeah. we'd be one point off fourth or two points off fourth. Mm. So the fine margins, fine mar if we constantly kept looking up, looking up, looking up, mm. we really aren't far off of being a top, top team. Mm. Because we really aren't. And it sounds weird because... We're not used to this, but we are very, very close to actually getting to Europe. Yeah. I mean, we're eighth, and yeah. everyone's a bit upset. So, I mean, when you put it like that, I mean, it's obvious we're having a really kind of successful season, but one man who's getting all the criticism is Sam Allardyce. How much of our progress this season do you think is down to him? 
quite a lot because he at the end of the day, he manages the team. He he does all the off off pitch stuff. Mm. So a lot of it has got to be to Sam. I don't think he gets he gets too much criticism for how he's doing. Mm. But the thing is, the minute people don't like managers, they tend to stick about. Yeah. It's the same at Newcastle with Pardew. Even though they were doing well at certain stages, mm. they vanish for a bit, and then the minute they lose two or three games, everyone's back again. Mm. So we lose four nil. We've just drawn with third and fourth, mm. and everyone's singing "Do Do Sam Allardyce" and all that stuff. It's just not right because it's not fair on Sam because he's done a good job. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we're I'm a big supporter of Sam. I, you know, even during the troubles last year, as we should call him, I was. I think we should stick with him, and mm. you know. It was completely the right decision by the board, and I'm glad mm. we did. And I th- I'm, I'm a big fan, and I, w- I think we should stick with him further and yeah. give him another chance. And, I mean, Liam, what's your take on the big man? He's old-school English manager, you know, and, s- for instance, yesterday. Now, people moan that we should have played the diamond formation, but I'm a qualified coach. Um, so I see it as another side. I see it as, like, as Sam does. Um, and what people got to realise, yesterday we went with 4-3-3, but you got to combat teams as well and you can't play the diamond all the time and don't get me wrong we all want two up front but even for yesterday if we didn't play 4-3-3 Carl Norton and Danny Rose would have just come going up and up and up and up and we would have got torn apart by it and he doesn't get credit for that you know and yesterday he had a game plan he stuck to the game plan and you can tell he's worked all week at it but there's no I've even seen on social media there's no one's backing him for what he done yesterday you know he played the diamond at West Brom. Look what happened. He played the 4-3-3 yesterday. Look what happened. And there's not enough credit for him. Um, he knows his stuff. Within the club, people talk so highly of him. He's such a stat person. He can, you ask him a stat and he will know within seconds about any player. He's so good on it. Um, and he just doesn't get enough credit. Um, I think it's his fans. You know, West Ham fans, we always want more. And that's the problem, you know, and sometimes you've got to be realist and and just relax. And if we finish mid-table, you know, we've had a good season. You've got to look at the season before and go, right, we've done better than last season and then go again. Yeah. I mean, that's what, I, that's what we always talk about. What more can he do? Yeah. What more? I don't know what more he can do to uh, to win fans over. I don't know. It's as Leon says, though. It's the formation. He's done a good formation. But the one thing everyone picks up on is the slightly odd substitutions. Yeah. Mm. It's like we we were two 0 up. Everyone ignores that fact and the fact <laughs> we actually we actually aren't losing five or six 0 whatever. Yeah. Everyone's again, yeah, but he made the mistakes and substitutions. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's looking for the tiny negatives rather than looking at the big picture. Yeah. Yeah. But that what Cole was a weird substitution. <laughs> I, I, See, I, I don't I, think I it was. Still. I don't think it was because at the time Tottenham started to dominate, keep the ball, and they started from the back. So when we're hitting it long. Sacco can't hold it as much. Yeah. So to get Cole, hold it up a little bit and let players join in. And that was Sam's thinking. Obviously, he got a knock, but he moved down and into the middle off Cole as well. Yeah. Um, and put. Um, then he brought Jarvis on to yeah. keep the combat. I don't, I don't think it was a bad substitution. Also, Noves was on a yellow and he was flying around. So you got you <laughs> yeah, got to look yeah. at that to as put well. It lightly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that was silly. Yeah, he's that, a, I was a bit annoyed at no, Noble, when we got Noble our second goal, Noble did a very borderline tackle straight from kickoff. Yeah, I was thinking he's off. <laughs> he's off. <laughs> he had a real bee in his bonnet, didn't he? Yesterday, like he was lucky to stay on the pitch. Was oh, quite no, I, was, I was, I was quite annoyed at him about that because mm. he knows it was a really soft yellow, and I love Noble, but it's really mm. soft yellow. So 
ref gave it, whatever. But then you know you can't fly in, and he was lucky, son of a bitch. To be fair, if Matic gets sent off for that, why wasn't Fatonga sent off for what he'd done as well? Yeah, that's true. That but then is... I think he would have had to send them both off. That, I wonder if that was in the ref's mind. Either yeah. they both go, or neither of them do. Yeah. See, I was there yesterday, but the, the yellow card that I don't get is what I saw from the other end was Cresswell's yellow card. Yeah, he didn't get it either. He was just shaking his head. Kind of don't know what's going on. I don't, we do, still to this day, we don't know. what We was all looking around going, what's that yellow card? Because he went past him and then he gave it to Ericsson and Ericsson mucked up on his touch. And he was like, all right, he's got a yellow card, Cresswell. And we're going, mm. what for? We'd, yeah. Cresswell, what a player. <laughs> uh, who's your player of the season so far, Dave? Sacco. Really? It can only be Sacco. Yeah. It can yeah. only be Sacco. Yeah. But the signings, we should talk about the signings. Yeah. They have been a great bunch, haven't they? Sacco, Kuyate, I think Kuyate, him being back He's in midfield well. has been mm. outstanding. Like, I thought it was outstanding. Like that goal was an, ec- that first goal was an excellent goal. Mm. It was an excellent team goal. Yeah. Um, and he's been brilliant, you know. He's been a real rev- revelation for us, hasn't he? Centre back, I thought he was brilliant, and then moving back into middle, and he can protect the players. Mm. I love him. I don't know if you've seen this. I saw this yesterday. There's someone on X on the beach called Megan. Something, yes, that's why he played well. And he started dating her for like three weeks or something, and now he started playing well. He was yeah. offered a contract. <laughs> oh, is that the girl who's in the selfie yeah, having the a selfie girl. stick? She actually said yeah. something about having sex with him, didn't she? In her tweet, that's <laughs> what someone retweets it. Saturday he scored, Sunday he scored. <laughs> yeah, but Andy that's already a joke. got a like that go. I think that's an iron for hammerettes. Sign her up for hammerettes. Iron few jokes. We're not allowed to hammerettes back, apparently. Well, they don't look like her. Sorry. But I'll tell you a little story about Sacco, and Dave remember this. Um, I went to the house when I got everything sorted with West Ham, and it was it was Dave that actually turned around and said to me, um, we're about to sign a player. You won't know who he is. Plays in French League 2. But his stats are amazing. Do you remember when you yeah, were saying yeah, that to me? Yeah. yeah, and look who it turned out to be. So yeah. it, it just shows you there's a lot of background stuff that goes into signings instead of just going, oh, he scored 100 goals, just going by him, you know. Yeah. And it's. But I mean, talking to players who haven't necessarily worked out so well, Ravel Morrison is no longer an employee of West Ham United. Um, how would you describe his period at the club, Dave? Erratic, probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way to describe it. Well, why didn't it work out? Because, I mean, last season at White Hart Lane, he floated, showed flashes of brilliance. He looked like he was going to be an amazing player for us. But it didn't work out. He just, like, and even when he's gone on loan, it hasn't really worked out. I don't even know with him. Ravel Morrison, Leon, are you sad to see him go? Um, I think he offered a lot. He did mm. offer a lot to the team. Um, the game that stands out for me wasn't the Tottenham game, it was the Fulham game last season he come on and changed it I think he set two of the goals up within seconds yeah. um, the Joe Cole from outside the box he's got it the boy has got it um, but he brings a he brings a lot to the table off the pitch mm. you know and he does silly, silly little things on social media wearing Lampard shirt you know and, and, and buying a Ferrari and having an Arsenal shirt and it winds fans up you yeah. know and, and the last thing you want to do is have the fans against you yeah. Um. And and there's no way back after the fans. You know, you can go and score a hat trick. Yeah. Miss a sitting next week, and the fans will hate you. So, yeah. I I hope he does well. Um, it's a big jump to go to Italy because, <coughs> um, as other sports shows have said, if you can't do it in Italy, you ain't gonna be able to do it anywhere. So, yeah. but you got to look at it. He's had um, he's had Sir Alex and he's had Sam now. So yeah. hopefully he knuckles down and does well. Yeah. He won't. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, it's, it's the 
Italy, he's getting away from a lot of problems he's got in England. So he's he's got a lot more space, and it's just it's really just him. It's up to him now. I think he's I think he might have understood with a lot of the problems with all the arrests and stuff. Mm. If he doesn't do it now, it's now or never. Yeah. Because it's like he can go one one or two ways. He could be playing for England because like last June, about January and mm. early December, there was a like it, there was he was going to be an England team. Mm. Everyone's saying oh he should be an England squad. Duh, 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 duh. Then he went online to QPR. It's like one minute he's brilliant, the next minute he's not. So he could either be playing for England within two, three years, or playing for Stockport. It's it's going to go one way or the other with him. Yeah, yeah. I hope. In fact, I, I, I was being uh, pithy, I believe the term is, but I do hope we have said this. I hope he does really well, and I hope he sorts it out because yeah. you can see what remarkable talent he has. And yeah. you know, we're obviously we'll have him back. Yeah, um, I mean, you, you mentioned there going on loan to QPR. We can't have you in the studio and not mention the love of your life, Zarate. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, I mean uh, you're a big fan, Dave, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. It, no, genuinely, listen, 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 listen. He's tearing up. No, he's no, tearing up. No, when we sold him, um, I was on the train when he went to QPR. I was on the train with my girlfriend, and it came up on my phone, and I was just sitting there like, I'm gutted. <laughs> and she, she, she was like, are you all right? I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I was really, really annoyed for about half a day. Yeah. I don't even know why. But so we met him at Birmingham when he was like 17. Oh, really? So I think, I think because we've seen him develop as a player, and whenever, whenever like, I was little, I'd look out to see how he's doing in Italy and stuff. Then we got him back, and, he, and we had a chat with him. He's a really nice guy. Like, he's really, really nice. Why don't you just go out with him? I don't understand. I would. <laughs> <laughs> he tweeted yesterday, didn't he, saying good luck? Yeah. Before the Spurs match. Yeah. Also, no, he's you, you such a nice guy. You've also got him on the back of your shirt. No, I've got him on my home shirt and my away shirt. <laughs> oh so, 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 like, wherever Chris I go now, Upson. I'm constantly reminded by Mario Zarati. Yeah. So I'll be sat on the train or something, coming back from football practice, we'll be like, oh, someone trying to chat with me about him going to QPR. And no one knows who I am. I'm just standing there like, oh, okay. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when he went to QPR, you turned to Twitter and obviously you got you're in a little bit of hot water. How hot was the water? No, it was lukewarm. It was, was it? Right, yeah. Good. <laughs> what was the hottest water you've got on for, for Twitter? <laughs> the Nolan thing. <laughs> was that connected to the Zerate thing? Was your love for Zerate part of the thing? Part of the anger? Slightly. Because yeah. I, thought, I, did, I did think that game, because to be fair to Nolan, he's, for recent weeks, he's been a lot better. Mm. The Man United game, I thought he was one of our best players. Yeah. Like, no one gave him any credit, but he was really good. Yep. A lot of interceptions and stuff. I wish you'd come on yesterday. <laughs> I do. I wish you'd come yeah. on I think we needed 20. leadership yesterday, yep. to be mm. fair. I, d- I do think we needed it. Because who did he give the armband to in the end? Because he was looking around to give it to someone else, and yep. then, then he gave it to Song. He looked like he was going to give it to Reed, but Looking for Upson. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good goal he scored yesterday. Did any of you notice yesterday when Valencia came off, the ref was, Valencia's what, walking off, wasting time. And the ref's like showing him where the, to like leave. Valencia just didn't understand, shook his hand. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Here's a, I'm going to quickly go on about refs. Watching that ref yesterday, like football is now full of athletes. Like these are mm. people at the top of their condition, you know, run, you're sprinting around the pitch. They are mm. like in prime condition and you've got these like 40 50 year old ref with pot bellies jogging around after the ball why, why aren't they athletes as one refs well they are full time i know so, what's he yeah. up to eating yeah. that moss he can barely fit in that top the same as phil dowd yeah like, he's a big guy like, i don't, I don't yeah. know how he can do the running i, I know and that, that's why when they call for technology you think yeah, they have to have it because the refs are so portly yeah it's having father christmas on the pitch <laughs> Sorry, anyway, that's my rant. I was really annoyed by that yesterday. 
Um, um, no, so I'll say, um, and so the Nolan Twitter things, you got in trouble for that. And did you have to apologise to Nolan? The thing is, I didn't have to, but I felt like I needed to. Because mm. I, I did overstep the mark a bit. And I, but the thing with my family is, as other people know, we're very honest. <laughs> and even though it's not the best of times, we just do say, yeah. like, how we feel, which is not good occasionally. Mm. But I, I did apologise. And um, I feel it's right. But I did, I did, what I said I did feel at that time. Mm. So, yeah. As you say, you stepped up recent weeks. Do you and Jack have like a, sometimes one of you tweets something that will get you in trouble. It'll get Jack in trouble. Then you'll do one to get in trouble. Do you have like, ha ha. No, the best, the best one was a Shamak one. Oh, yeah. Because, oh, because when Jack was tweeting that, he tweeted it and I've gone, nah, this is not going to go well. <laughs> and my mum was out of the house and she's come back and me and Jack at the door like laughing loads. And she's like, she's like why? Jack, Jack we're like, Jack's like 12 and he's gone, I'm on BT Sport, I'm on Sky Sport and all that stuff. Oh, no. And mum's gone, have you wrong dad? And he wronged up and he's gone, yeah, I know. <laughs> and and there's not much we can do. No. But it's like, it's all boundaries because you don't really realise how how many people see your stuff until something like that happens. Yeah. Mm. Like I, would, I had not realised, even though I've got, oh, it's got, you've got 7,000 followers or whatever, it never entered my head that if I said something... It could be seen by so many people. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then I went, even with the Nolan thing, I went to bed, woke up, and I had about like 10 texts from people saying, you're in the Telegraph. Oh. In the mail. I was thinking, oh, God. Because yeah. I didn't even think it was going to happen. Yeah. I thought, I'll get a lot of retweets and stuff. It's going to stop mm. there. But the worst thing about it, Sky Sports reported it, and I don't say dope, say it's Jack. So no. Jack gets in trouble. I mean, Scars wants to do something. Right? And it, but it's, no, no, it's no, talk, older brother as well. Yeah. Talksport was saying, oh, Jack Sullivan. Jack yeah. Sullivan. Jack, I could text from Jack like, for God's sake, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, th- the thing I think with it is, it's like, you're a family. This is, this is, it's 2015. This is, this is how it works now. This is how Twitter works. You're in, you're involved with the club, like, to some extent. And you, if you want to tweet stuff, that's, you can tweet it and it, it's out there. That's how, kind of, that's what the world's like now. I guess you can understand a little bit, though, that the West Ham are going, just be careful what you tweet, because yeah. of a, because when you do, it gets in all the papers. No, exactly, but originally my tweet wasn't even for West Ham. Yeah. The reason I got so many followers, or, no, I've not even got that many, Jack's got a lot. Jack's like 45,000 now, so yeah. that's scary. It's like enough to fill Anfield. <laughs> I think like that, I think Jack is walking around with Anfield in yeah. his pocket. No, exactly. when, we're, when we're in the Olympic Stadium, get him to tweet, there's tickets available. <laughs> <laughs> Head down. No, but it's, I, I, you know, Ask FM... I got a question on my Ask FM by like one person. I like 300 followers. Yeah. It was like, are we going to sign anyone? And I just replied to it like, I don't know, look on Jack's Twitter, maybe in a day or two. And then within about 10 minutes, I'd gained 500 followers and they were like, like West Ham Central and them were quoting me, we're going to sign a player within a day and all that stuff. It's crazy. You say one thing and it just goes... Like Twitter is the most funniest thing at times. Yeah. But when it's not, it, there's so many little accounts out there that pick something up. Yeah. Um, r- with West Ham, they seem to be setting them up daily. Mm. You've got the news, you've got the central, you've got the community. Um, it's just social media. You know, you, the boys can't say something without someone twisting it or putting something on it and going, oh, that might happen, this might happen. Mm. You know, it's. I've seen some of the, the stuff that they get on the other side of it as well, and it's not nice. Yeah. Um, I've had it as well since I've joined the club. I, I've got stuff. Um, it's actually Dave has helped me out with some of the stuff. How do you well. mean? Like you, someone you've had kind of abusive tweets. I've or... had I've had to show the club some of the stuff I've been sent since I joined mm. the club. Um, Dave's helped me, um, and 
I've got a big thick skin of it. it. It comes down to jealousy. And I'm very, very lucky for what I do for West Ham. You know, it, it's my job, but then I'm doing it for the club I love. Mm. So I have to balance it up. I can't say much on Twitter. I have to be, you know, the club have warned me. Um, and I can't say much as well because I'm representing the club mm. at the yeah. end of the day. So I've been saying some weird stuff. Like last year when we lost to Nottingham Forest and Man City, like after the Notts Forest game, it was the weirdest, weirdest few days. Because every time I went on my phone, I ended up just deleting Twitter for like a few days. Yeah. Because every time I refreshed it, I'd have like 20 plus notifications. I was thinking, this is not right. And a lot of very abusive stuff. And I was getting, people were sending me photos of their kids and stuff crying, but this is your fault. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, I'm 16. I'm just like, I can't do anything about this. How funny is that? I'm going to send you a picture of Chris crying next time uh, we lose. <laughs> yeah, even And that's up. your fault. <laughs> but so, so I find out stuff that, like, when a few, like last year we got a big Sam Out banner on our, on our gate at my house. Yeah, I remember. I, I, didn't, I didn't even know. I was upstairs in my um, bedroom. I sent a tweet saying, oh, it's on your house. I thought, no, it's not. It's not. Looked at my window. There's a banner across the gates. <laughs> that, was, that was a mad moment, wasn't it? I forget about that. You were up all night painting that. I know, you know. Such a... <laughs> I haven't had a quilt on my bed since. <laughs> that was the end of the season when Sky was reporting that Sam come to your house and yeah. was apparently being sacked. And yeah. then all of a sudden that was outside. It was just and the they found the house as well. I've been there and it's not somewhere you can find mm. just off the map. It's, mm. it's tucked away. And to pull up with a duvet. Yeah. <laughs> what have you done with that duvet, Dave? <laughs> what happened was, no, we, we took it inside because mum and dad had gone out for dinner. It's someone hiding it. Jumps no. out, it's like Trojan Jack's horse. Jack's around like a no. ghost. <laughs> mum and dad thought me and Jack had done it. And, and they, they were really confused. We put it across the, like, um, right by the door and they thought we'd done it. And the next morning they were like, they were like, what was that for? And we gone, no, it was on the gates. <laughs> Oh, we're just going to interrupt this interview one moment because, James, I've just realised I really need your help with something. Where do you go for your football kits? Why well, I only ever shop at www.footballkitsdirect.com. And why Why in them in particular? Because I've got all the hottest brands, including Nike, Hummel, Mitre, ProStar, Kappa, Stano and Diamond Training. Yeah, but I'm going to need from, like, junior to senior kits. They've got that and everything in between. What, embroidery? They've got full printing and embroidery available. What about the online club shop service? <laughs> They've got that. You're kidding me. How, how do I call them? Well, it's, you can use a website or best phone if you want bespoke requirements on 01202-722-558. Give me that number again. 01202-722-558. And what's the website? It's footballkitsdirect.com. Direct.com. Okay, right, I've got that. Cool. All right, let's carry on. Get online now. <laughs> I've just bought a kit. <laughs> I've bought four. <laughs> cool, let's carry on. D- does Sam come around the house often? No, not often. Sometimes mm. in transfer windows and stuff. Yeah. But like, there's the end of season meeting, which happens every year. Yeah. And that's when the whole objectives for the next season are drawn up and all that stuff. And then he comes around if he's like once every few months. And I mean, when you're drawing up the objective for the next season, what are they in your dad's office, you're bringing tea. With a crayon and yeah. <laughs> Jack's, Jack's got the fairy cakes. <laughs> Twister in the corner <laughs> for a break. More or less, I just sit there, like, have like biscuits and tea and stuff. Yeah. And I sit there for like a good three hours. Like, really? it's a long meeting, three, four hours. Yeah. That's a and lot of biscuits for Sam. A lot of biscuits. Mm. And, and dad as well. And, <laughs> and they sit there for ages and they got paper with all the transfer targets and all that stuff and it's all colour coded of who's the who won expected price who the agent is all that stuff mm. and they sit there for ages and ages and ages and ages and just think for it all yeah. and, and this season I'm talking about contracts and stuff 
everything is all like the whole season is for the next season is drawn up out of this period of like a day in my dad's office. Wow. It's quite weird to think about yeah. that everything is drawn up more or less in a really macro scale just on a desk. Wow. That's fascinating. And are they drawing up your playlist as well, Leon? London's London's calling. No, I, I do actually the <laughs> playlist. But when I started, I started on the Sheffield United game. And, and this was before I spoke to the club. Um, but someone tweeted me and said, can you play Blame It on the Boogie? And I just wrote back, yeah, well, I'll play it. The minute I got into Upton Park... I was like, you can't play that. I was like, why? And then I, I looked on Twitter and I realised it was something to do with Tevez. Right. So it just shows you that silly little things like that, the club are on it 24-7 to, yeah. Keep, yeah. to keep things going. The weirdest one was I asked him to play a song because he does history albums. And one song I like on there is Barcelona. And I asked him to play it before the game. And then the club were like, you can't play that because it, it's got reference to Barcelona. What? Right. Yeah, there's a lot of songs that you... Obviously, there's obvious ones. You can't play Chelsea Dagger. Yeah, I picked a right stuff like that. You, you can't. Uh, I, I can't why. play. <laughs> you know, so I do keep to burning the, down the, the house. The, the, the club classics. <laughs> I'm trying to think of others. I can't play no hip hop or R and B to you know just in case there's swear words in it. Yeah, so of course. I, it's very limited things I have to. Even the new songs, it might be number one. Yeah. If he's got anything on it, I can't play it. So. Next season is a huge responsibility on your shoulders. The last season at the bowling ground. Um, I mean, how you, how you, what are your thoughts on it? Well, let's hope I'm back there for a start. But as Dave, I'm getting a lot of feedback, um, a very good positive feedback. Mm. And when I started, Easter, I spoke to Mr. Sullivan and we just wanted a more of a buzz before kickoff, basically. And um, I can only play up to a certain time before the Premier League and our advertisement video kicks in. I don't know if you get there before the game. Mm. We've got a new um, company that take over the videos now. Okay. There's it quizzes on the videos and mm. things like that. And what we just wanted to do is try and get more people in before kickoff, you know, and um, and it, it seems to be working. Um, apparently, I've got told that the, the attendance is up a little bit more since... I'm not saying that's me. Far from it. But <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's yeah, working. It's all part out. of it. It's all part of it. And, you know, and mm. people are tweeting me that I'm playing like Run DMC just before kickoff mm. or it's Zomio. The best was the Argentina game because there was no set plan. Mm. So, and they just let me go literally yeah. up to kickoff. And I'm thinking, what can I play for Messi to walk out on? Mm. And all I've done, I played Zomio. And as he walked out, it just started to kick in. And I was getting tweets and going, why can't you do it with, mm. like, on a three o'clock? It's because the Premier League takeover. Yeah. It's, oh, it, it, it goes down by second by second. Mm. Bubbles comes on at 2.56 and you have 30 seconds of it and it cuts out on fortunes and it comes back up. Yep. Um, it, it's how it's worked out second by second before kickoff is amazing. I sit in the PA room and it's just like we've, everything just gets run through. Um, and this is what fans don't realise. There's people on the on the pitch that radio up and everything has got to be done by detail by a second second, you know or we get in trouble by the Premier League Wow Who's in charge of the bubbles machine? There's a company Yeah Really? Yeah we've got a a contractor who big bubble machines with them If you look Is it like a button where they go bubbles? No there's two bubble machines If you look They've got individual Yeah I think so It's like one of those things you know like in the old cartoons the big big dynamite things No it's like with bubble fluid (laughs) If you look you've got um, either side of uh, the Betway lower Mm. he sits on the floor so you look if you look they're actually laying 
down and literally they press the button when we score a goal. All right. Well, God, better that than those stick you, men that blow. <laughs> blow I can tell you something for exclusive. I will never ever play goal music. Thank God. That was Thank never will happen. That's such embarrassing, Park, isn't it, when a club does yeah. that? Because I got done the first game was Sheffield United, mm. and I don't know where it come from. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I got annihilated on Twitter saying <laughs> he started and he's playing goal music. What it was, it was a feed from some channel, what they was watching, and there was goal music when they scored on this channel. Uh, right. And they're watching it, and everyone's thinking it was me. Right. And it, uh, it will never happen. It oh, is yeah. something the club don't like. Um, Good. Last season at the bowling, Dave, uh, how, what are your thoughts on it? Have you heard any of the plans for what might happen? I think it's quite sad. Mm. Even though I've not been there for that long, I do yeah. think it's quite sad. Because it's leaving anyways. Because the thing is, people have been going there for 40, 50 years, mm. 60, 70 even maybe. Yeah. And it's become more than just a stadium. Mm. It's like, it sounds weird, but it's like a house to some people. Because they're there mm. like a lot. People yeah. are there one, two times a week even. And if you're there for that long, you are going to become slightly attached to it. It sounds weird because it's a building mm. at the end of the day. But... For for us to move on and progress as a club, and as I've said previously in this, we are not far away from punching into Europe mm. and all that stuff. We need a bigger stadium because yeah. Upton Park's full every week. Yeah. So if we are going to progress, we do need a bigger stadium, and that's the only way we can do it is by, and also the most financially, the best way financially for us is the Olympic Stadium. Mm. So it everything's good. Um, and have you been down to the Olympic Stadium? I went there when it's being made for the Olympics still. Yeah. And it is massive. Really? It is huge. And every time you drive past it, going in and out of London, I think... <sighs> wow. Like, it wow. Just everything that yeah. comes with it, you know, to, to get to Stratford. Yesterday, it was a nightmare to get to White Hart Lane. Mm. It is a nightmare from Liverpool Street. Yeah. Um, there's that bonus. I think we've all been there. That's one of my bonuses since I've been in the club. I've got a badge now. I don't have to queue up to go home. I can go straight to the station up to Park and go straight through. <laughs> I hated that line. And that was one of my bonuses. So, badge. so now you've got so many options to get there and back. So yep. that's another Bonus. Yeah. Yeah, so Upton yeah. Park's one of the worst connected stations in Europe. Yeah. Really? Like, it's one of the worst stations. <laughs> it's one of the worst stations. Full stop. It's dreadful. It's like, even when I go with my mates and we sit in the stands and that, it's the queue is just so big. Yeah, yeah. And you, you can't get in or out. No, exactly. It's like four turnstiles in. It yeah. takes forever. Mm. They now just open it up by yeah. the uh, thing, but still, it still takes a good five ten minutes to get up from the platform. Sometimes. Yeah, it's dreadful. Yeah, absolutely. Like, every time you stop last, outside. Going yeah. back to oh. the last day, um, the last day of the bowling, what I've been told, is going to be very similar to what Arsenal have done. Yeah. Just making it a party atmosphere. That's yeah, what yeah. we've got to do at the end of the day. If I had my ways, get the Cockney Rejects on the pitch yeah. and, and just enjoy the day. Don't you know, we're all going to be upset, but enjoy yeah. the day. You know, and Hopefully, it's the last day of the season. It's not one of these that you, we've got to Second go and play yeah. away yeah. after that. Yeah. Do we get any second stitch that? No, so, yeah. we don't. We don't. So it's a complete lottery whether so the last game is the match. Last. Can you imagine if we get really good last home draw, like home to Tottenham, yeah. and we've got to go play West Brom away or something like that? It just, it just wouldn't what feel an right. Climax, exactly. Yeah. Away. Pulis. <laughs> yeah. I want Pulis <laughs> to be on our last day to enjoy the bowling with him. <laughs> All the good times I've watched one of his I'll teams I'll tell you what, it would be nice there. if it's an, an old manager that's done well. Yeah. Harry Redknapp. If, he's, <laughs> if his knee's not gone. Yeah, right. if his knee's sore, mate. <laughs> yeah. We can wheel him in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With his dog. Um, 
Well, I guess we should talk about the future. I mean, we were talking about the last game that uh, up to Park in the Olympic Stadium, but the, the future for West Ham more generally, Dave. What do you think? What are your ambitions for the club? What do you think the Sullivan family's ambitions are for West Ham going forward? Genuinely to be European in mm. Europe, like Europa Leagues, Champions yeah. League, and maybe even competing to. It sounds mad, I know, mm. but it's even me trying to win them. It's it's a long way to go from now, but baby steps. Because yeah. if you if you if we're aiming for fourth, then it's not really aiming high enough. Because even if if we're aiming for first, I mean finish third. Yeah. If you aim high enough, then you'll achieve something at least. Yeah. Yeah. Would you agree, Leon? Do you think that's like a realistic ambition of ours? I think they're realistic. Um, you know, under Ari, when we finished fifth, we can do it. It's it's having the players and it's having, it's the blend with it. It's all right going to sign a a thirty million pound striker. Mm. He's got a gel and he's got a blend and he's got to get in there. Um, I think we can do it. I think mm. we're moving in the right direction. We're not going backwards. We're going forward. You know, it was only a couple of years ago we was, we were beating Barnsley six 0 away on a Friday mm. night. So mm. you've got to take the positive and, and go with the flow. Really. Yeah. And talking about futures, Dave, what does your future hold? Could, are, are, we talk, are we sat in here with the future chairman of West Ham United? Maybe, really? but I hope not. <laughs> it's too stressful. It's too much stress. Yeah, I couldn't do that. It's like my dad. I I just think no, I don't want that. I'm all right. <laughs> I'll happily let Jack do it. I'll just I'll just you know. Jack actually yeah. wants to do it. He's yeah, actually tweeted do it. when he turns out he's going to be put on the board. Really? So he, he he loves it. Jack, me, Jack, Jack loves, loves it. it. A young yeah. chairman, it'd be like um, Kim Kim Jong Un. <laughs> <laughs> Take over Kim Jong Un. He'll have to have the haircut. He'll have to have the same haircut. <laughs> to be honest, not much difference height wise. <laughs> <laughs> Although your dad's got a similar hat, so I imagine what <laughs> yeah, Kim Jong Un <laughs> would wear. The thing is with that hat, he always wears it. I know. It stopped being lucky anymore. <laughs> I used to be lucky. Now we like now just don't wear it anymore. <laughs> Do you ever say to your dad, well, get get, get your new hat for Christmas or something? I bought him the best birthday card. Oh, yeah. It was saying similar along those lines. <laughs> I found it in the shop. I thought, this is brilliant. I've got to get yeah. this. Does he ever talk about retiring? I mean, I imagine your dad will run no, and run and run and he run. He will retire the day he dies. It sounds weird, but mm. he will not retire. Never. Mm. And he works, as Leon, Leon will know, if, you email, if, any, if any of the fans got his email, mm. feel free to email him one in the morning. He'll get back to you within five minutes. He's, mm. He will talk to anyone. You know, it, it comes down to trust at the end of the day. Um, but they're honest. Every one of them is honest, you know, and there's things that you can't say. Um, but what fans have got to realise, they love West Ham. Mm. They want West Ham to do well. So he will go and sign someone who will improve the squad, mm. you know, and that's what you've got to remember. And if, if we're going to press, you know, we are in the right hands. You know, in 10 years' time, we could be sitting here with the owner of West Ham, mm. you know, and... And I know, you know, he's had stick before saying he, about the Arsenal thing. He's not Arsenal, he's West Ham now. Mm. You know, it's the first thing that Graham said to That's him. That's actually today. one of the questions on here. Are you still an <laughs> Arsenal fan, but you've cleared that up? No, no, no. I was saying to Graham on the way here, there's only so much stuff you can go through with a club. <laughs> and not, not become slightly attached. I like going to Bristol City. I mean, that's the, that's the game that changed me. Yeah. Bristol City in the Championship. I don't know if anyone remembers that. That was nil-nil. 1-1. We were winning 1-0 with like five minutes to go and they scored from about 40 yards out. Rob Green spilled the ball and we like went under him and they scored. And, and then we had to go back home from Bristol, had to drive past Reading and Reading had been promoted that night. Mm. So going past Reading is a massive traffic jam and everyone's celebrating, honking their horns and stuff. And that night I just thought, yeah, 
I'm in too deep. I'm in too deep now. <laughs> There's no way back. <laughs> Reading, a name I've not heard in a long, long That's time. Yeah. That's another ground. It's, yeah. like, it's so hard to get to as well. <laughs> Reading. Um, and in, t- in terms of the immediate future, obviously there's been a lot of speculation and we've talked about Sam and how he's done this week, uh, done kind of this season. Dave, what do you, what, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think he's going to get another contract? I don't know, to be honest. As, mm. as we always say, there's a board meeting right at the end of the season and it's simple as that. Mm. I, I don't know. Mm. I'd rather not know. <laughs> do your dad and him speak every day? Is that, is yeah. that a kind of relationship? No, more than once a day. Mm. Always. And they're always emailing each other. Sexting. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just gone makes, the wrong way. Makes it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sound like a call line. <laughs> 0800, Dave Sullivan. Sam, call me on this number. 0891 5055. Is it a premium my dad's call line? lines? Is not right. <laughs> uh, Leon, do you think he's going to get... Uh, do you think he'll get enough? Does it... Put, put it like this. Does he deserve it? Oh, 100%. Um, if you would have said last season... I think 99.9, everyone would have said no. Mm. But you Other could, than James. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> but, not, genuinely not me. <laughs> but what, I want to give him the a most important cuddle. thing as well, he's English, he's British. Yeah. He knows what the Premier League's about. Next season is the biggest season in our history. Yeah. We can't afford for it to go wrong. You mm. know, Even if we finish 17th next season, it's the biggest season when we're going to leave our home so it's got to be left on the high and if if you've got a guy that knows the Premier League mm. keep him you know and yeah. keep it going don't chuck someone in that you don't know yeah like, that's I'm, how I feel about it yeah yeah yeah. would you give him a would you give yes. him a yeah. yeah yeah so is yeah. it what man, What sort of level of manager would you swap for Sam I don't know, actually. I'm into you now. I don't know, because <laughs> no, in, intriguingly, people always say the same names like Loudrop and Billich. Mm. Um, and yeah, there's no limit. What sort of manager would you swap for, Sam? Have you heard of Glenn Roder? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, uh, go back think... on Glenn. Glenn was a brilliant coach. Yeah, a coach. Not a gaffer. Not a yeah. gaffer. Brilliant uh, coach. But we... Ancelotti. I mean, that, that's it. It's Hiddink. It's Hiddink or Ancelotti, isn't yeah. it, really? And Ancelotti, of course, who said that he or would Stevie actually Potts. manage West Ham. But I think, you know, if there's no limit, they're the people you're looking at. But yeah. unless you can get one of those, like, who's a proper winner? The thing is about Bilic, I don't, he's not a proper winner, is he? It's a he, risk. It's, it's a, a massive risk. risk. It's a risk. All these candidates, all these people people are banding about, even Benitez is a, is a risk in, in my book. The only real winners are Ancelotti and Hiddink. And like, as Dave said... Whenever we have anyone from the club associated with the club or used to be at the club, ex-players, etc., etc., calling, they always say lovely things about Sam. There's not a bad word from anyone we've spoken to about Sam as a manager. Honestly, like with with the staff in the club, they've got so many good things about him. Mm. You know, even uh, Kevin Nolan, I've DJ when Kev's been in the my nightclubs, and same with Andy Carroll. By accident, he got lost going to the gym. <laughs> but they, they they love him, you know, yeah. and, and he brings a lot to the club. So the, if the players love him, you know, you got you got to stay with it. Why can't they just? Why can't he show that a little bit? Yeah. Why don't the fans? So he needs to show a little bit of vulnerability. Is Maybe it? Should, is it down to? We should film him on the West Ham website. It's watching like, a it reminds me of the Queen when Diana died. We just want a, we just want a little nod. Do you know when Andy Murray cried <laughs> after winning? Uh, what was it? Von Wimbledon. When he won, he had a little cry, didn't he? Well, maybe Big Sam should have a little cry. <laughs> the, thing, so. the thing is with Sam, I know, I know exactly what you mean, but there's been certain points where 
he, he could have been a bit more sympathetic with the fans. That's it. Mm. Like the whole game last year, I mean, the cup in the whole ear thing didn't mm. help his cause. But mm. if he showed a bit more towards the fans sometimes, I think he'd be a lot more widely accepted. That's because it. he's a he's a lovely guy. Mm. And he's as everyone as Leon says, everyone speaks very highly of him. I think just if he was a bit more in touch with the fans, mm. then there'd be no question if he's gonna be here next season and no one would even be thinking about Oh, is Sam going to get a contract and all that stuff? Yeah. It would just be, everyone would just think it's going to happen. The problem yeah. we've got is everyone thinks West Ham have got a way of football. When was the last time we played that sort of football? You well, know, this season. I've seen apart, some, yeah, yeah, apart yeah. from yeah, yeah. bits of this season, totally yeah. agreeable. Um, and I think fans don't think that Sam fits that mould. Yeah. But he obviously does. You know, and when you, let's take Fulham last season. You know, we had no strikers. We had no centre-halves. And we've got to play players out of position we can't play ticky tacky football you've, yep. got to, you've got to hit it long and you've got to do you've got to match it up you know and uh, Sam's tag of the long ball stuff has got to go because yep. it isn't just that alright we've got a seven foot striker up front but that's regardless you know Peter, mm. Peter Crouch Stoke don't play that football now under Mark Hughes so it's mm. the same content you know we are playing two up front now and we're keeping the ball and we're knocking it and passing it you know you don't bring a player in from Barcelona who's played with Iniesta and Xavi, mm. who can knock the ball yep. and, and want to eat it long all the time. Mm. I mean, it's interesting what you said, Dave. Like, people who know Sam really like him, don't they? Like, yeah. everyone we, we speak to yeah, who, who know him as a person go, yeah, he's a lovely, lovely bloke. But you just don't see that side to him. I think he was a bit more vulnerable, as you were saying earlier. Mm. He'd been a lot more endearing to people. Yeah. But so he does seem very, very stern in the interviews mm. and stuff. Yeah. He's quite entertaining, though, in the interviews. Like yesterday, yeah, some of the stuff he says is brilliant. Yeah. I'm still waiting for the... Do you remember when... All right, bring this back up now. When we got relegated and they stayed up Bolton. Mm. But he'd done a dance with JJ Okocha on the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. All he needs is to do the chicken dance with Kevin Nolan. And that's it. <laughs> and and the, imagine and imagine he'd be, he'd be in the moment, it? Kevin run down the Nolan sideline. scores at that, his 100th goal. Yeah, and you just see Sam running after him doing a chicken. No, Bobby right. the Bobby Moore lower doing a chicken dance. A moment in time, Sam just dives. Like, I mean, that's all Pardew you did. Yeah, dive into the Pardew yeah, got into supporters with the supporters doing that sort of stuff. Yeah, wearing just the t-shirt. jumping at the crowd and like, yeah. Um, well, I guess we should turn our attention to the game of the weekend. We've got Palace Saturday lunchtime kickoff. Dave uh, Pardew's back. How mm. you feeling about it? I'm not really bothered because he, <laughs> he wasn't there during our time. Of course. So I've not got the whole... I know, yeah. I know what happened in that. Yeah. But I've not got the whole rivalry. But it won't be easy. Yeah. Won't be easy with their current form. Mm. Well, how are you feeling about it? <laughs> I don't know, Leon? I remember last season. I start, That was my first game last season was Palace. Um, mm. And they come and they played us off the park. But what fans got to remember last season when we played Palace was the Dylan day. Yeah. So mm. we didn't turn yeah. up. Completely didn't turn up. Yeah, it was different, um, wasn't it? Yeah, of course it was. It was a really odd atmosphere. It, it was, was really... L- last season, that game was just... They Obviously, I was DJing in the car park, and it mm. come very close that I weren't going to do it, yeah, for obvious reasons. Um, and we just didn't turn up that day. So I think Palace is a bogey side for us, even in the championship, going years ago. Then they're a bogey side for us. I just think, under parts, we just got to keep the ball on Saturday. Um Personally, I wouldn't change formation because yep. they have got wingers that, that come at you. Um, and just go for it. Just keep mm. going for it at home. James? 6 0. <laughs> <laughs> I Would think it'll be a nice? good match, actually. I think, like, it is a bit of a. I mean, we beat Palace earlier this season, didn't we? 
So I feel like it's yeah, going to be. That's di- when we had Serratis vomit. Yeah. It's going to be difficult. They under were poor like that day. Yeah. Mm. They were really. Poor. But I think it, it might be another. I mean, the dar- it was a proper derby yesterday. Mm. But a neutral, it must have been brilliant to watch. Yeah. In fact, it was brilliant to watch for us for most of it. And that's um, another thing. No one has picked up the point that against West Brom, and we've come back with that performance. Yeah. That that's not been mentioned whatsoever. Yeah. And that's when Sam needs credit and go. He's actually pulled all them players by the scruff of the neck. So and gone right, got a performance. You know, and got and got it going again. I reckon we're going to win three two. Yeah. I reckon it's going to be a belt, a humdinger. I reckon three one. Three one, Leon. I'll take one nil. Nice. I'll take one nil. I'll, I'm going to go for nil nil. Pessimist. Yeah. Grinch. Yeah. They scored in the <laughs> last Cancel minute Christmas. last yeah. year though. Yeah. We don't get many clean sheets though. I know. So that's a Brexit. And which is strange because <laughs> we've got really good defence. I know. I know. <laughs> it is odd, isn't it? We've got really like yesterday they were outstanding. Yeah. Frustrating. Uh, do you want to talk about Zarate or? Yeah. <laughs> Dave is wearing a Zarate t-shirt. Let's talk about Zarate. Because <laughs> okay. I want to mention my Zarate. Right. <laughs> I love him. All right. Dave's got a tattoo on his arm with yeah. a heart. And he's got Zarate's no, you know Zarate. It's another reason why I love Zarate. He's got his tattoo of his, like, his mum and his daughter on his, on his arm. I mean, what how, a lovely man. How sweet is that? <laughs> uh, do you think he's got a future at West Ham? I think he does. Yeah. Because at QPR, I think he's in problems with his fitness and stuff. Right. But when he gets that right and he feels like he's wanted, mm. which I think arguably at points of this season he didn't, because he, he's a top quality player. Mm. Like he went from, I believe, Lazio to Inter Milan for £20 million only like two, three seasons ago. Mm. So he, he's definitely got something there. He's yeah. not, And also, he's the highest... The only two players who scored more goals than him in Argentina in a season were Tevez and Aguero. And last year he scored, like, they're the only two players who scored more than him in the last season. Mm. So there is something there. He's not like your, he's not some Mickey Mouse player mm. who's come from some rubbish league. Yeah. He's a genuinely proven player. What, what can we expect from this new guy? Who's he's name quality. Quality. He, he, Honestly. Oh, Nene. 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 Yeah, he's, Nene. he's got Nene. something Nene. about him. I, d- I, d- I don't know Nene. if any of you looked him up on YouTube or whatever. But if you look at his free kicks, so against Tottenham, if he come on against Tottenham, which he wasn't fit enough to do, mm. if we got free kick anywhere, genuinely I'll be thinking maybe. Let him have it. Really? We haven't had someone since Tevez that can bang a free kick in constantly all the time. Yeah. So no, but it's in training. Uh, we got an, again Samuel and my dad. We got one on uh, Friday saying he's not fit enough to be playing, but he's just scored the best free kick in a long, long time in training. Oh really? Uh, they just pinged it in. So is Sam excited by him? Because the press always go, oh, Sam doesn't want him. No, that's not true. He'll, he'll probably play against Palace at some point. He'll play he actually yeah. confirmed that today that he was, he's going to make his debut in Palace. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, all that, so all that big news story about um, your dad and Sam falling out over, or, or was it David Gold? And well, the... David Gold tweeted, didn't he? He'll be, play, he'll be on the bench yeah. against Spurs. So, I mean, there's no disagreement over this player playing no. for Sam. There was one problem about the... Um, it just there was a bit of a miscommunication about his fitness because mm. Nene felt he could play, yeah. but our physios and stuff didn't think he was ready yet. Yeah, he needed a week or two. He's yeah. fit, perfectly fit, and that he's not played for a month though, so he's not got match fitness. Because mm. there's a difference between being fit and being match fit. Yeah, yep. he lacks a bit of sharpness. Cool. Well, I look forward to uh... and not bad for a free transfer. Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. Also, chance. good wages because he was on like in Qatar. Hundred and fifty thousand pound a week. Was it really something stupid like that? Wow! Get a drink I should do a podcast there. <laughs> no, moves guitar with Richard Keys, Andy Gray, oh, no. <laughs> all Keys. the guys, me and the guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Which, Can you see? Actually, just before we it's end. It's very hairy, isn't it? We should it, talk about personalities. Obviously, you love Zerato. Who else do you love in the dressing room? It's just uh, got loads of banning. Kilyarto, from what we've seen on Instagram, looks like a massive laugh. Ad- Adrian, I like. Yeah. Purely because yes. of Zerati. It's the bromance. <laughs> the bromance. Oh. They always tweet pictures, don't they? Like yeah. Christmas dinner. It's, no, it's, 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 no, it's like Zerati, but there's always little, like, in the changing room, there's always little really weird bromances going on. Yeah. So there's the whole Kilyarto Sacco thing. Yeah. I'll tell you, he's a, fu- a funny one. Song. Uh, when we played Man City, me, Dave and Jack, we went on the pitch and we was having a kickabout with Song and his kids. Mm. And he was just having a proper joke with us as well. Yeah. Um, and he was having a, a laughing joke as well mm. with Ian Wright. Ian Wright was there and I was having a laughing joke. So, yeah, Song. You've got to yeah. say outfits though. <laughs> yes, that that's another Instagram. talking point. Well, this week, Dave, I'm, yellow looking at, trousers. I'm looking at your shoes now. They've yeah, got some sort of chainmail thing on it. Are these lent from Alex Song? I can confirm these are not lent from Alex Song. <laughs> Hang but on, go back to Alex Song. News. It was Dave's idea to get him in the catalogue and get him. Oh, yeah, going. it was mine. It was Dave's idea. <laughs> I, I did a joke. I was like, oh, we should do the Alex Song range or something. And I was like, that's a really good idea. I thought that was a really good idea too. That was your idea. And yeah. it was <laughs> I said some jokey thing. I was like, oh, we should do the Alex Song range. He picked out a decent jumper. It was like it was like Alex Song's picks. I was like, that is a nice jumper. That's that one of my favourite. Every Christmas, I love who gets to wear the Santa the mm. Santa outfit. Like, the the year photos before are so was awkward, though. Some I know of the that's why I love so them. Reveal was so awkward. But the one is, there's a brilliant one of Cuarte, uh, Saka, and Valencia in the Father Christmas hats. Yeah, uh, which is a, my favourite Christmas photo this year. <laughs> Ravel looking like a competition winner a year before was <laughs> like Carl Cole's illegitimate son <laughs> no, that, that was my background on my phone for ages because I could not laugh at it because it's like little and large and it just looks so weird I know I don't and know Ravel's how they stage it who decides how they're going to do it it's just yeah. the weirdest photo we actually I love think it. we found out didn't they? don't they come like they go oh who wants to try this on and sometimes they're all up for it sometimes they're not well no. we've just done a video for Harper who who, who was at the last game singing. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, And there was, I don't know if you've seen the video, where Mark Noble with the Bob Marley dreads on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's actually using my CD decks oh, really? in, wow. in it, and Harper tweeted it, Nobes on the decks. Yes, and, and it's uh, Nolan's on it and Song as well, isn't it? Yeah. Song's doing the vocals. The NSBCC yeah. thing. It's but the that weirdest that video. Harper. <laughs> that's, well, that's awkward watching that. <laughs> Who decides this stuff? That's what I want to know. Harper, yeah, we, yeah. Stuart and Stu down on the, uh, was he on the drums or something like that? Yeah, it was yeah. awkward. Yeah, nice. But the single was for charity. Yeah. So. so it was <laughs> lovely. <laughs> <laughs> NSPCC, wasn't it? Yes. Very yeah. good cause. All right. Well, thank you very much, gentlemen. I guess we should... Yeah, we've got, we, we've got another little section that we have to talk about, but we should say goodbye. Yeah, say goodbye to our guest, Leon. Thank you very much thank for you joining very much. us. Thanks for having uh, me. You're available on match days, playing all the hits, including yeah. London's Calling. No. Well, and... Yeah, it will be there on Saturday. <laughs> but not from you. No, not from me. It's from the advertisement people. Excellent. And Leon, you're obviously a big hitter on Twitter. I Give am, us yes. one tune you're going to play on Saturday. Yeah. I'll tell you what, you pick one. But right. it's got to be... It's got, it's got to get the fans going. So I play, for instance, Robin S. Show Me Love. Yeah. Dreamer. Yeah. Um, a little bit of what another radio station do. Yeah. So you name one of them long them lines that get people going. Why don't we get? Why don't we? No. <laughs> the Vega bus is coming. Why don't we? That's a joke. Why don't we get people to tweet us? That's quite good. And then you well, can I had your favourite. I that in the club, and it oh, went, I get in trouble. It went, All right, it went come on. Down. It's on your <laughs> shoulders. Come on. We've let's decide right now. Quickly, come on, come on. <laughs> Do you know what I was listening to this morning? It came on shuffle. Uh, Ebony's a good... <laughs> That's a shame. No, you can't, can't do that. that. I know it's we can't do that. It's rugs. You can't you play can't. that song. Oh, we can't do that. 
I tell you what. <laughs> what about cocaine, Eric Church Clapton? in the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> what about Church in the Wild? No. 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 That's got the, the, the furthest I've gone is Mr. Brightside. Oh, yes. Mr. Brightside, I love her killers. There we go. Mr. Brightside's a tune. So that's your pick, is it? Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Brightside. All right. Well, I've done it a couple of weeks ago for TalkSport, so I'll do it for yeah. you. Yes. Congratulations, James. You've made it. What time? <laughs> we have you to get there early. Get You've got to be there early. 11.20. <laughs> okay, then, I'm heading there now. Uh, and you're on Twitter, Leon? Yeah, DJ Leon 1983 There you go, for all your Leon Hyde needs. Yeah. And Dave, you're on Twitter, as you can find out in the Daily Telegraph and all the other big media outlets. No, not after this. I'm behaving. <laughs> really? This has, been, this has been mediated, this. <laughs> been censored, this interview, to make sure it doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I got asked by a few people to do shout-outs for them. Oh, yeah. there you go. So, Michael Wilson. Yeah. He's on Twitter. I've forgotten his at. I've oh, seen that's, him. That's the yeah. banter one. He's yeah, got a, he's he's got a got guy. The banter. He cracks me up. With Ravel Morrison, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, on. the best was to talk with uh, Diop. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. That and then that's the other one, Fake Heart on Cole. Oh, some some type no, I know, but and he's quite, he's quite. I like him. Oh, I don't know about him. And the other one's Bailey Lloyd. Okay, because his dad always listens to the podcast. Oh, so. good man. Oh, good man. Yeah, Bailey Lloyd dad. And uh, your Twitter at Dave Sully. There you go. Yeah, that's where the magic happens. Wow. So we've got a little more to go, but thanks so much. What an yeah. honour. You're welcome. It's good. Pleasure. Thank you for having us. So, yeah. <laughs> what else? That's it. That's it. Gentlemen, thank you very much. You're welcome. Come on, you. Come on, Awesome. Well, we've departed with uh, Leon and Dave Jr. And in their, in their stead, we've got Graham Howler, owner-in-chief of Knees at Mother Brown. Hi, guys. Good to be back. Yeah, welcome. How was that? It was a jam-packed special today. Yeah, it was brilliant, wasn't it? It was lovely to hear um, two guys, you know, uh, with their finger on the pulse, as it were, talk about the club and, and, and the inner workings. And uh, good to hear them speaking so openly as well. Yeah. Lovely blokes. Lovely. Yeah, absolutely. Lovely blokes. Um, well, we should say talk. But let's talk about now. The new uh, edition of Blowing Bubbles magazine is out and is fantastic. We had uh, David, David Blackmore from the magazine on the other week, and the new edition out now. One of the big talking points in this latest edition is um, kind of homophobia in football and the reluctance of professional footballers to come out. Um, and they've got an, um, an article with Tom, Thomas Hitzel's Der Hammer. Das Der Hammer. Der Hammer. Der Hammer. I think. Der, um, but you understand, talks about, you know, many of the issues relating to it. James, why do you think that homophobia is such an issue in football? And why do you think players are, are reluctant to come out in the game? Well, it's difficult, isn't it? Because it's seen as such a male-dominated, masculine, you know, alpha male-type industry, isn't it? It's, essentially, it is a, it's a tough world because nobody's, you know, everyone's, it's such a... It's lads, isn't it, essentially? Football is played generally by working-class lads. So it must be... And then also, not only that, you're playing in front of 30,000, 40,000 people each week who often aren't the nicest people if you make a mistake or do something wrong or on, a, on the opposing team. So it's always going to be... A, you know, you've got to be a brave, brave man to come out. And, but you know, Thomas Sixberger, it's brilliant he's come out post-playing. Mm. But it's, I always think it's a shame they haven't come out you know, nobody has come out. Because I think in that dressing room, you look after your own, don't you? So mm. in a way, I think if you did come out, I don't think people in the dressing room would be that bothered. I don't know. What do you yeah. think? Yeah, but you no, I, I agree with you, James. I, you know, it's, it's <coughs> as you mentioned, Thomas has, has come out post his, his career. And, it, you know, it, it, we're still really looking for somebody to, to, to come out, you know, while they're, while they're at, the, uh, at, at their peak. Um, but, uh, you know, I think you're absolutely right. It, 
it's long been uh, a problem on the terraces, the same as racism. It's one of those things we've got to eradicate uh, eventually, and we're going about it the right way. Um, but we do need a couple. You know, I think that we need a couple of role models to come out who are actually at the height of the game and and and, and take it on. Um, but uh, you know, it, it is one of those things that's going to take a while to um, get over. It's it's long been a problem in the game. Um, anyone I think who you know supports Brighton or follows Brighton will, will tell you they must get it every week. Mm. Um, but uh, you know, it's 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 a positive thing, and uh, you know, I wish uh, Thomas all the all the best. Um, yep. I wish he'd give us back some of the money he had off us when he was here for a year <laughs> <laughs> and didn't play. But that's another story. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, well, we're honoured to be joined by Jim Bolan, who has just recently formed the LGBT supporters group for West Ham United, Pride of Irons. Hello, Jim. Hello. It's actually Bolan with a D, but don't worry about it. <laughs> I was close. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's the kind of professionalism you're not calling me Nolan. As as not <laughs> Nolan. <laughs> no, well, I was getting ready to boo. Um, but, um, we should talk about, I mean, how how, um, how Pride of Irons came about, really. What what what... what was behind the formation of the supporters group? Well, to be honest with you, I mean, I've had a season ticket for eight years now, um, and I've, I've never had a problem. You know, I've, I've never had a problem with any homophobia or anything like that. But mm. last season, I, I did notice that a few chants and things, and it was it was it was getting to me. It was getting under my skin a little bit. To be honest with you, you know, there's only so many times you can ignore something where before it really starts to irritate you. Um, and you know, I'm not I'm not one for all the flag waving and all the rest of it, but I'm, I'm, I've got quite a thick skin. Things don't usually bother me, and I was thinking, if this is bothering me, it's, there's probably some other people out there who it's who it's bothering more, mm. and it's probably some people. And I've, I've you know I've spoke to friends who who are gay or lesbian, and, and you know they do support football. But they don't want to go to games because this is exactly the kind of thing they're scared of, uh, of encountering. Mm. So, um, and I saw some of the other clubs were, were setting up groups, and I thought, you know what, we don't want to be seen as uh you know the last ones to get, to get on with this kind of thing you know uh, i think you've seen the stuff in the press today um only shows it takes a few knuckle draggers to drag the club down so yeah thought you know it's, it's, it'll be a good thing for the club to get involved in yeah and have the club been relatively supportive about it they have it's taken a little while to get things up and running you know initially there were some questions asked i think uh i'll probably <laughs> they admitted themselves I caused a bit of a debate when I first started up the Twitter because it was initially called Ginger Beers which uh, <laughs> well I thought it was quite fun another minority um, yeah so you know it, I think it's all encompassing and it, it's a little bit a little bit cheeky you know a little bit I think represents West Ham quite well hmm. um, but naturally you know football is, is a business and it's a PR there's a PR side of things in there so yeah we, we I agreed that we, we could scrap that name um, to be honest, it was only a bit of a joke. They did say it caused a bit of a controversy in the office when they were talking about it, which was interesting. But yeah, they've, they've been they've been very supportive actually. Fantastic. I mean, what do you think? So obviously, Hitzelsberger came out eventually, but not while he was a, he was a player. Why do you think players wait so long? Don't seem to come out while they're active. I don't, you know, I don't I don't get it personally because I, I, you think that purely from a greed level. You know, these these people are getting a lot of money. You think be the first gay footballer out the sponsorship deals would be massive but mm. I, 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 it's got to be down to, to fear you know you see even now you get people shouting out racist stuff occasionally and that, that can't be nice for, for anyone mm. um, I think you know when you're gay there is that part of you you know you don't have to tell this is something about you but it's mm. not something that people know immediately mm. so if you don't have to subject yourself to that kind of stuff then maybe you choose not to yeah. So, what's the ultimate goal for Pride of Irons? What do you what do you kind of want to achieve with the supporters group? 
Well, we had a chat about it. A few of us got together with the club, and I'm glad, actually, that everyone seemed to be on the same page. Because, like I say, for me, it's not uh, about, you know, sort of making a, a big stand and waving flags and all the rest of it. It's just simply saying that, you know, there, there were a lot of people here. You know, I think it's like 5 to five to 10% of the population, apparently, is, is gay or lesbian. And you think, you know, in a stadium of our size, that, that could be quite a lot of people. Mm. So I think it's just, you know, letting people know, start the debate. I don't think we need a visual presence at every game, but just a few of the articles that have been online now, you know, started debates, people have asked questions. And it's just, you know, let people know there are people in the stands who want to be part of, you know, you hear this term West Ham family, people want to be part of that family, but, you know, you don't sort of shout obscenities about, you know, your family, do you? So just be aware of the people around you, be aware we're all there, we all want to support West Ham. And, you know, just, just kind of, try and change opinions I guess mm. I think as well just sorry going back to the player point I think if the players become aware that the people in the stands are like them and people in the stands support people like them then maybe you know hopefully it won't be waiting too long before people are comfortable enough to come out while they're still playing yeah and so, so it, uh, we saw I mean because there's quite a few gay celebrity supporters now and I saw like Matt Lucas follows you doesn't he so I, I think stuff like that's really it must be really good to have kind of Weirdly, a pioneering kind of gay footballing fan. Yeah, I think Stephen Fry is the. I think he's like the honorary president of the Norwich Supporters Club as well. So yeah, they're getting involved. I don't know whose ours will be, but um, well, if anyone, <laughs> anyone out there, anyone yeah. want, to, want to be our patron? I have a think about that. I might know. I might know a couple working in TV. <laughs> <laughs> I have a think there's any West Ham fans. Yeah. Excellent. Well, we wish you uh, best of luck with it, Jim. Um, you know, all power to the Pride of Irons. Thanks very much. Okay. Can I just say uh, we've got a Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Pride of Irons, and obviously you can find us on Twitter and all the rest of it at Pride of Irons. And um, very quickly, prediction for Palace results on Saturday? Oh, I don't know. Pards come back to haunt us. Now, I'm <laughs> going to say 2-0 uh, to us. Solid. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> nice Cheers, one. Jim. Thanks, Thank Jim. You. Best of luck, Jim. Cheers. Bye. Awesome. Great. That was Jim, Pride of Irons. Check them out on Twitter and Facebook. A, uh, Graham's right. It's stuff like that we have to eradicate. And I know it's part, in a weird way, it's part homophobia, kind of chance and racist chance. They're all part of footballing culture mm. that slowly is being, you know, squeezed out. Yeah. And we need to keep doing that, I think, because the club have been great in terms of that. I mean, you, you see Andy Carroll wearing the No Place for Homophobia mm. in football T-shirts. And, you know, Jar Matt Jarvis was on the front page of Attitude, mm. the only thing he has done recently. <laughs> so, <it's, laughs> so uh, uh. Pride of Irons, follow them. I mean, it's a great thing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we should talk through some other issues brought up in this month's edition of Blowing Bubbles magazine. Firstly, Julian Dix. So, yeah, so he's, he's the article, interesting article uh, was he was saying, oh, forget Millwall, our real rivals at Tottenham. What do you think? Yeah. Graham, our real rivals at Tottenham. I couldn't disagree more. I, I, I think this is a generational thing, guys. You know, I, I think perhaps someone who has, has been around for a few years, perhaps pre-Premier League, <laughs> recognises that, um, that rivalry, between the, that traditional rivalry between West Ham and Millwall. And, and I think for people of, of, of my uh, kind of generation, that's never going to go. I think the younger supporters were... We've been paired with Tottenham perhaps more than Millwall in recent years. Kind of, I can understand why they see that as a rivalry. You know, they're they're, they're the nearest team to us. Um, uh, so, and, and we were, when was the last time? You know, we don't play Millwall anymore, really. Do no. we? we played them in the Championship a couple of years ago. Yeah. We meet them occasionally in the League Cup, um, and that's it, really. We, you know, so if I can understand it to agree, but for me personally, no, it will always be the wall, always. Yeah. 
Um, for... I hate Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> Fella, I and don't know. If, if I really managers. think about it, whenever a team comes up to the park, I, I walk away going, I actually hate this team. There's, not, there's no one I like. You hate the, it's like I hate you love the one you're with. You hate the one you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just yeah. say that half of my family are war as well because uh, my, my wife's family are, are all from South London. So oh, it's always good fun when we get together. Wow. Um, we should we should mention as well Steve Potts under 21 James yeah so again in Blown Bubbles there's a good article about uh, the progression of him moving from under 18's coach to under 21's coach um, which is makes a lot of sense really because in terms of continuity the under 18's have had a really good run mm. so it makes sense for the coach to grow with them doesn't it and to move mm. up with them and you know we've had issues with the academy not issues but we haven't had as many homegrown players as we would have liked so maybe that's the right way to do it. I mean, Graham, you know. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think it makes a lot of sense. And also the fact that the under-21s have been particularly poor this season as well, um, you know, means that the, the, there's definitely room for, for a shake-up there. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. Steve Potts has, has done very, very well at the 18s. Uh, everyone talks um, positively about his influence at the club. Mm. Uh, so it does, as you say, seem a natural progression. And who knows, in, in years to come, Perhaps he could be, uh, you know, I would wearing love Sam that. shoes. That would actually probably be my favourite manager ever, Stevie Potts as manager. Wouldn't that be good to see mm. him that go from 18 to the 21s to, to the full team? It, you know, mm. that would I be love good. Steve Potts. Yeah. And Danny might get a game as well then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Poor yeah, old Danny. You never know. Okay, so here's how to download Blown Bubbles magazine. It's absolutely free for people to read on their computer, tablet or mobile phone. Visit blowing-bubbles.co.uk to read their latest issue. People can also have a hard copy of every issue posted through their door every month. Details about how people can sort this out should also visit the website and click on the subscribe tab. It's, worked. it's a really good magazine, actually, yeah. and it's, it's free, so get involved. Excellent. Yeah, can I just go back? Uh, we, we were talking uh, briefly there about Julian Dix. Um, as we know, Julian is the manager of the West Ham ladies team as well. Um, and we understand that Stacey uh, Little, who is the captain and was a guest on this, uh, yep, this podcast brilliant. not so long ago, has broken her hand. We understand. So uh, I think Julian uh, sent a tweet out at the weekend with, with a picture of him and Stacey at the hospital together. So I think I'd just like to wish Stacey on behalf of all yeah, of us uh, a, a quick quick recovery. Yeah, they got through to the final, didn't they? They beat QPR in the semi-final. They did, weekend. that's right, yeah. And uh, I tweeted her today. She said, broken two bones, base of my little finger and bone in my wrist. <laughs> um, but she's hoping to be back soon because there's big matches coming, coming up. Good stuff. So yeah, we wish you well, yeah. Stacey. Yeah, wish well, you well. well, considering she's recuperating, probably got a lot of time on her hand, she could. She Ooh. should come in oh. here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, get well, get well yeah. soon, Stacey. Absolutely. Um, can I just quickly mention? I know we're almost there. Um, the boys are ninety-one emailed, and they're um, they've joined up with other, the boys ninety-one. Their group, supporter group. Um, they're trying to get this safe standing message out there. So they've joined up with other football teams to display a banner that they're going to be displaying this weekend. It's to try and get safe standing back. Um, and they said, which made me laugh, they're displaying it in the South Bank at kickoff. Uh, Please, would you be so kind to let your audience know our plans as anyone who stands in the South Bank by row S behind the goal can give us a hand holding the thing up. <laughs> and anyone else in the ground would love it if they could take some photos for Twitter or Facebook and tag Boys91, 1991. Mm. Uh, and they said, we'll be in the Garden of Black Line before the game, weather permitting. Awesome. Should, we, should we just clarify that the South Bank is uh, what the Bobby Moore stand is he's known as these days for, <laughs> for anyone over th- under 30 is probably wondering what that refers to. <laughs> it really is. The boys of 91 stick to their guns, don't they? <laughs> OK, very good. Uh, gentlemen, thank you very much for your contributions this week. James Longman. Thank you. Well, I've loved it. Can you believe it's only been seven hours long, this podcast, this, is, this episode? We're on day four. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, our producer, has just passed out. He's, yeah. just eat, he's eating his own arm. Al, he's on Twitter, Al Shenton. 
send you know send him some love. He's been here yes all night now. Last sun's week. coming up over the horizon. I tell you what, he's only just got over Ribman's uh, hot <laughs> holy <laughs> f sauce. I'm sad I'm not Santa Ruby yeah. today. Uh, it's been a very good episode. I've really enjoyed. It. I think it's been uh, really good, Graham. It Thoughts? has. It's been fantastic. Yeah, I really enjoyed our guest today, and you two yeah. have been on top form, of well, course, as always. Been on always. Slightly above average form. Can't as wait always. to read my forms to drop right down against Palace at lunchtime <laughs> on Saturday. Ruin another weekend. Bring it on. Bring it on. Yeah. Excellent. Graham, thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks for having me. You're again. on Twitter, K-U-M-B-D-O-T-C-O-M. That's the one. Email the po- podcast at podcast at K-U-M-B.com. You can also harass James Longman on Twitter, Longers1. Yeah, I'll accept any kind of trolling. Yeah, very good. <laughs> <laughs> any kind. Any kind. Uh, you can follow myself, Chris, on Twitter, CJ Skull. Skull with a C, don't forget. And there's also the Knees of Mother Brown Forum and the Knees of Mother Brown Facebook group. Well, I don't know how we're going to follow this episode up. Nor do I. Well, tune in next week to find out. I've already switched off. Excellent. (laughs) Excellent. Well, we'll speak to you after the Palace game at the weekend. In the meantime, come come on, on you you irons. irons.